Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, beginning at verse 1. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, so for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And the guard shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice! So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Now while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all the things that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them, His disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Matthew chapter 28. Father, we thank you once again for the privilege, the honor, the opportunity you give us to be involved in the wonderful work of carrying out the Great Commission, carrying the greatest message the world has ever heard to the world, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for that privilege, that honor, and the blessing it is to be a part of the work of carrying this message to the world. Thank you for the privilege of being involved in the work of making disciples. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit that is the engine that empowers us to be and do all that you call us to be and do. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of evangelism and discipleship and stir us, Lord, to be involved in the work that you've called us to and help us to faithfully pray for and support the works you've called others to in all the ways you'd have us to be supportive of them as well. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we come to praise you, to magnify your holy name today. 
Father, we're so thankful that you've set your affection on people like us. God, what an amazing thought. We thank you for that. Help us to live out our lives today in a way that bring you much honor, that people would look at us and think of you, Father, and be drawn to you. And we need your Holy Spirit to do that in our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. We are very, very grateful and blessed and honored to have with us once again uh, Dr. Harmoz Shariat. He's the president of Iran Alive Ministries. And before he comes, I want to share very briefly just some of the unique challenges he and his ministry are dealing with as it relates to ministering to people from the great nation of Iran. Number one, Iran's population is about 84 million people and only about 2 million people identify as Christians in Iran. Number two, the church in Iran is one of the most persecuted in the whole world due to the severe governmental restrictions for practicing Christianity. Number three, no church gatherings are permitted anywhere in the nation of Iran. Number four, Bibles are prohibited and difficult to find in Iran. And then finally, fifth, hopelessness and despair have caused the suicide rate and drug addictions to skyrocket. Those are some challenging facts and insights that are found on the um, website of Iran Alive Ministries. Dr. Shariat, thank you for joining us today here on the Hour of Intercession. Thank you so much for having me. Great to have you once again. We had the privilege of having you. It's been a little while, but we're grateful to have you back once again. And as we begin, I'm going to ask if you'll take further time just to share more about yourself. And um, I always like to hear your testimony. You have such a powerful testimony of how the Lord called you into the work. And more, I want to learn lots about the mission and the great work of Iran Alive Ministries. Well, thank you. Well, I was born in Iran as a Muslim, and uh, I was pretty devout in my early years. But then when I got to my teenage years, I said, this is uh, not very useful. Just uh, memorizing a prayer and repeating it several times a day, it doesn't add anything to my life. So let me just be a good person and focus on science. I wanted to be a scientist. I wanted to come to U.S., get a Ph.D., and be a research scientist. So I was in the... uh, Southern California, I came to U.S. I was a student, a Ph.D. student at the University of Southern California, and that's when I got interested in uh, spiritual things, and I said, well, I was born in a Muslim. If I want to be spiritual, I, be, I better focus on being a good Muslim. But being a scientist, I said, well, I need to know what I'm uh, committing my life to. I read a Quran one more time, even though I knew a lot about it. I read it, and but it didn't really add anything to my life. Where is God? Where is my peace. There is no change in me just by reading Quran. I said, well, I'm a very open-minded person. If I, uh, if God has written other books, I'm ready to re- read them. Uh, they say the Bible is written by God, and I'm open-minded. So I got a Bible. I read uh, Genesis, jumped to Matthew, and then I encountered Jesus. Uh, what his teachings, uh, his attitude, his reactions was so different than what I saw in Islam. And uh, I went through a few months of struggle comparing the Bible and the Quran, and I was uh, just asking many, many questions. But at the end, I realized how simple the message of the gospel is. You don't have to have a PhD to get saved. It's so simple. The child can understand, hey, God loves you. Do you understand that? Yes. Because he created me. If I create anything, if I do a project at school, I kind of get connected with it. My heart is connected with it. So, yes, I believe that 
that God loves me because He created me. Do you believe that you cannot reach Him? Well, yeah. I read Matthew uh, 5, 6, and I, the Sermon on the Mount. The standard is so high, and He's so pure, and I'm not. None of us are. So, yeah, it makes sense that I cannot reach God really on my own. Do you believe that because He loves you, He initiated to come after you? Then I thought, oh, yeah, that makes sense, because if I love somebody and they cannot do something for themselves and I can't do it for them, of course I'll step forward. And when I heard that simple three-step message, I said, that makes sense. And I, I believed in Jesus, and my life was changed. And one thing, Brother Joseph, right after that, even though I was like an introvert, um, a, a nerd in school, studying, by the way, I have a PhD in AI, so I was just mental, mental, all logic. And uh, But when I got saved, I said, this simple message is powerful. It is changing my life. It's healing my marriage. And I... I would, should be I should be selfish if I don't share that with others. I felt selfish. Uh, so I started pushing myself, sharing the gospel with Muslims in California. Gradually, one by one, came to Christ, planted churches in Northern California as I was doing research uh, on AI. And uh, the church grew at one time. At one point, I felt God is calling me, saying, I'm going to do something great in Iran. And I want, I want to give you the honor to be a part of it. So I said yes to that and planted churches. Uh, we went on satellite television right after 9-11, and we have been broadcasting uh, 24-7 the last 10, 12 years. And we are going over the heads of these mullahs with the satellite signal into people's homes. And as you mentioned, many, many are coming to Christ. Iran, there is an open heaven in Iran. There is a move of God in Iran. Iran is the first Islamic nation that is turning to Christ. So that's the short version. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to ask Dr. Sharia, would you pray for persons who are listening who might find themselves in a similar place to where you found yourself before you came to know Christ? Would you pray that they would, their hearts and their lives and their minds would be open to Christ as well? Amen. Amen. I want to pray for those who... Uh, are searching, but they think faith has nothing to do with science or or logic. Um, I, I want to share that this, uh, the logic of faith and new life in Christ is so simple that a child can understand. I know you are maybe a scientist-educated person, but uh, nothing can stop you from studying. And you can, like me, you know, get the rest of your life reading and studying the Bible and about spiritual things, about science. You have the rest of your life ahead to, to read and, and to understand and to research. But let me share with you. Salvation is so simple. Jesus said, become like children. So may I pray with you, with your audience. Uh, you may have come and you may have considered, but I want you to enter the door. Just like a child, come to the to your father, and don't put don't kiss your logic away. That's the start of your logic, the start of your research, the start of your understanding, and it's so immense. The Lord is the spiritual things are so wide and deep. He will 
you will take it will take the rest of your life just continue to learn and study. So may I especially uh, pray for with those who are so logical, very uh, fact oriented. May I ask you to take a step of faith with me, and just like a child, go meet your heavenly Father. And I'm 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 pray for you and with you. Would you repeat that if that's what is on your heart? Pray with me and just simple uh, just first say god i know that you created me and you love me just say it acknowledge his presence and his love god i know you love me i don't understand many things but i understand the language of love god i confess that i'm not perfect i cannot connect with you on my own because you're perfect I'm, I'm not you're holy and I'm not you're complete and I lack Lord I acknowledge that on my own I can never be like you and then pray with me and say God I, I acknowledge I accept that because you love me you came after me I couldn't get to you so you came I believe that Jesus came on earth, put on a human form to express your love to me, Lord. Now, pray with me this very important invitation. He, he, he does it by invitation. He's not forceful. He just invites. He says, whoever is thirsty, come to me. So would you pray a simple prayer, but powerful like that? Jesus, come into my life. Forgive my sins and save me. Jesus, save me. Come and save me. Come and change me. He is faithful. Are you doing that? Are you saying that simple prayer or are you just listening? Just do it. Say, God, your love, I want you come into my life and save me and change me. Right now, right now, Lord, I surrender my life to you. Those who do, do that, you know your life is changed instantly. Amen. Amen. Our phone guest today is Dr. Armos Shariat, the president of Iran Alive Ministries. We'll be right back.
faith across the earth is arising. We prophesy about his kingdom coming, just like heaven all across the Brian and Katie Torwalt, he is the light. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone phone guest today is Dr. Hormoz Shariat. He's the president of Iran Alive Ministries. And uh, Dr. Shariat, as we begin this segment, if someone wants to get in touch with you or learn more about the work of Iran Alive, how can they do that? Yes, there's so much happening in Iran, as I said the move of God, many testimonies, and uh, history is being made in Iran. Uh, I, I want to encourage you to be in touch with us first to get all the updates and, and uh, get the, all these great testimonies. It will encourage you. It will inspire you. But also uh, pray for us. Um, support us if the Lord leads you. But you can also join us. Uh, we, are, we have a 24-7 satellite broadcast, and if you have a media ministry of any kind, you could join us and help us disciple a nation. A 24-7 broadcast is a long time. We fill parts of it by, with our own programming, but we have many other partners like Michael Youssef, you know, the, Jack Graham, and others. So these are the ways you can join us to transform a nation. How do you do that? Uh, the easiest way, uh, I'm going to give you two ways. One is to go our, on our website. It's Iran Alive, one word. Iran, I-R-A-N, the word alive, dot O-R-G, iranalive.org. And uh, you can sign up for our emails or uh, once a month um, newsletter, and we will keep you updated. Uh, also, uh, you can text, if, uh, this is the modern way to do it, text the word Iran to a number I'll give you. Word Iran, go to text and put this number as a, like a phone number, you put but put this number, eight five seven eight nine, eight five seven eight nine. You put that uh, uh, as a number, and then uh, the text is just Iran. You receive a set of links of testimonies, a link to our website, link to sign up. So you, you go from there. Thank you for allowing me to share that, Pastor Joseph. All righty. Well. Um... Uh, again, Dr. Shariat, you know, you, um, when I've had the privilege of hearing your testimony before, you share of a tragedy in your own family that the Lord used to help you, uh, well, I guess help you move forward in your mission. Would you share about that testimony? Yes, uh, it, it was tragic, but it really uh, changed the direction of my life. I was a new believer, um, and uh, I heard that my uh, brother was arrested. My brother was 16 years old in Iran uh, on my, minor political charges. At that time, none of my family members were believers. I was myself was a new believer. And uh, by the way, praise the Lord, over the years, many, many, many of my family members have come to Christ. The last time I, I counted was uh, over 60 of them. Praise but, uh, God. Aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, uh, many, many have come to Christ. But 
I was a new believer, and my brother was arrested, and I was praying and saying, God, save my brother. None of my family members are, are Christians, and they need to know you. But this uh, little young brother, he, he, might, he might be killed. So they kept him, arrested him as a 16-year-old, kept him for two months in jail, telling my mom, oh, don't worry, he, we're going to let him go. He, he's young. And, uh, but when he turned 18, they called my mom and said, uh, come and get his body. We just executed him. Um, and when my, my mom went to get the body, they said, you have to pay for it. You pay for the bullets, pay for the uh, cost of killing your son. And she had to pay a pretty good amount of money to get her sons, my brothers, in the body. When I heard that message, uh, when I heard that news, I was just devastated. I said, God, I prayed for two years, and and uh, and I want you to save my family here. The first one is, is killed. And there's so much injustice in this world, so much cruelty, God. What am I supposed to do as a Christian? First, I, I, fail, I felt like revenge. I, they killed my brother. I'm going to get, you know, get into one of these groups and, and do damage to them. Then I realized, no, no, I know that you cannot kill. Revenge is, is, the Lord says, revenge is mine. So I'm sorry, Lord. Then I felt, I felt hatred. I just hate them. Then I realized God says, no, you, you're not supposed to hate, even love your enemies. Oh, my gosh, God. Uh, I was learning about Christ. What kind of faith is this? When you see injustice, what am I supposed to do? I'm angry at them. Okay, no, you're not. You cannot be angry because if you're angry at somebody, you already kill them in, in your heart. And then I, it's funny. I said, God, can I at least uh, curse and cuss a little bit so I can feel better? And I, I, then I realized, no, as a Christian, your mouth worships God, and you cannot use profanity. I said, God, what is this? What can I do as your child when I see injustice in this world? And over two, year, two days of mourning, I really felt in my prayer, God is saying, first, those who killed your brother, they are not your enemies. They are victims in the hands of one enemy, which is Satan. So don't hate them. They need salvation, too. I love them, too. I want them to be saved. So that changed my heart. Okay. I don't hate them. They need to be saved. I love them because I want them to be saved. And number two, God, uh, felt God said, if you want to take revenge, there is only one enemy, and there is only one way to get revenge from Satan himself. What is it, God? Then the Lord reminded me. Do you remember the verses that said, if when one person comes to Christ, there is rejoicing in heaven? Yes. So if there is rejoicing in heaven when one person comes to Christ, it's probably mourning in the courts of hell when one person comes to Christ. And I felt a mandate, a mission by God. So go evangelize. If what, every person that comes to Christ is like a dagger in the hearts of the enemy. It's a light in the darkness. So I committed myself, say, God, I commit myself the rest of my life to share the gospel with Muslims and in love. To love them out of love, share the gospel with with Muslims. By the way, God, uh, if we want to go, let's go big. Would you use my life to bring one million Muslims to Christ? I'm, I'm dedicating my life. I didn't, I didn't know what I was talking about. Very few at that time were coming to Christ. I didn't know later that he will give me a 24-7 satellite broadcast 
where hundreds of thousands that we already know are have come to Christ the last 20 some years. Amazing. So I want to encourage uh, the audience when a tragedy happens in your life God can use that tragedy to give you a mission for your life. Mm-hmm. Don't just be mourn for what happened to you. Maybe it has happened to you or to your loved one. Don't stay in bitterness. Mm-hmm. Turn that power, that, turn that anger into love and mm-hmm. turn that into an action. May I pray with, with those uh, audience who may have experienced a trauma, yes, please. a crisis in, in your life. Mm-hmm. Would you pray with me? You know, I there is a there is a poet in Iran that's very famous in, in the U.S. He's called Rumi, R-U-M-I. His poetry is beautiful. It's very biblical uh, values in him. And there is one poetry he says, um, "God enters that not God." He says, "The light enters our heart through our brokenness. When our heart is broken." then through that brokenness, the light can enter. So God is uh, close to the brokenhearted. So I want to pray with you. Turn your life uh, life around. Uh, Forgive people. Get rid of bitterness of what happened in your past. And today, dedicate your life. Say, God, I want your light, and I want myself to be a source of light to others. So pray with me. Say, God, I've gone through, and Jesus filled the form. Maybe you have been violated as a child, a boy or girl. Maybe uh, you have seen injustice. Maybe you have been abused uh, as a child for many years, and uh, you're bitter because people have betrayed you. They stabbed you. You were kind to them. You loved them, but they took advantage of you. All of that, today is the end of it. The Lord says, give me your bitterness. You, uh, give me your revenge. Give me your hate. I, I will take care of that. Don't worry. I'm a just God. I want you to be free. Would you forgive them? Would you say, God, I give all my pains, all my suffering, all all my anger and bitterness to you today, Lord. Set me free because that's a bondage. I'm poisoned. I'm, I, I feel like my my soul is poisoned with bitterness. Would you heal me? I give my hurts, my memories, all that to you today, Jesus. Would you give it? He says, give me all of your, your burdens because I think of you. I think about you day and night. So after you give him, in Jesus' name, be free. Be set free. You're in bondage, but you were in bondage. In Jesus' name, be free. Be free. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted and set the captives free. Today is your turn. Be free in Jesus' name. And may you pray the second part just like I prayed. God, make my life count for you. Lord, show me the mission you have for my life, for the people who are hurting just like me. Send me out to them. Let me be a light to them. Shine your light in my heart, but make me also a light to this dark world. Lord, I want to serve you the rest of my life. I want to help people who are hurting the rest of my life with you in me. Lord, I accept your mission for my life. I'm yours, and together we will serve 
many. Lord, I allow you to use my mouth to speak to people. I allow you to use my hands to love and to give to people. Use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Dr. Sharia. Share one more time. If someone wants to uh, learn more about the ministry, share the website once again, please. Yes, it's uh, iranalive.org. I-R-A-N, the word alive, dot O-R-G. You can go there and make sure you sign up so we will be in touch. You receive testimonies and updates of great work the Lord is doing in Middle East. Iran will be, is, is the first Islamic nation that's turning to Christ. Mm. Uh, I used to say that, and people, I, I would say Iran is a, Iran will be a Christian nation, brother. So I used to say that all the time, and people challenged me. You know what? I answered the challenge. I said, Iran will be a Christian nation. People say, are you crazy? Where did you get that idea? I said, well, I stole it. You stole it from where? <laughs> I stole it from the Lord in Jeremiah 49, 38. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah 49, 38, the Lord promises he will establish, he will set his throne in Elam, which is completely in, inside the land of Iran. So mm-hmm. we know Iran will be saved. Let's work together to be history makers. Amen. Amen. And so you shared also, too, that a part of the outreaches of Iran Alive include if you do evangelism through satellite TV, you do discipleship. Now, is it? Am I correct that it's it's illegal to convert to Christianity in the nation of Iran? Is that correct? Uh, it is uh, on the paper. It's not illegal, but uh, the government wants to stop Christianity. They're so afraid of uh, uh, all these Christians, uh, all these Muslims coming to Christ. So when they arrest them. Christian, they put them in jail, not because of they've converted, not officially. In reality, it is. But they say, well, you're an agent of CIA. You're mm-hmm. working against uh, the government to topple the government, or things like that. So uh, mm-hmm. Christians uh, will have a false accusation. They will, they are, they're in jail, and they are uh, sometimes being killed with false accusation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Uh, Many are in jail, but uh, let me share with you, that doesn't stop Christians. Uh, I, can, I can share you uh, stories of the courage that these Christians have when they come to Christ, how much commitment to they have to the Lord. You know, when you come from darkness to light, you appreciate the light. So mm-hmm. these Muslims who come to Christ in Iran, they fall in love with Jesus Many of them, many of them, I've heard this sentence. They're not only ready to live for Jesus, they're ready to die for Jesus. Mm, praise God. Praise God. Well, and so uh, basically the church in Iran then is largely basically an underground. Well, we're coming up on a break and we'll pick up on the other side. Our phone guest today is Dr. Hormoz Shariat. He's the president of Iran Alive. We'll be right back. Feel 
shadows deepen But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We do Do you wish that you could see it all made new? We do Is all creation groaning? Is a new creation coming? It is. Is the glory of the Lord to be the light within our midst? It is. Is it good that we remind ourselves of this? Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah, who conquered the grave, he is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave. Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Blessing and honor and glory Is he worthy of this? He is The music of Andrew Peterson with Is He Worthy? Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Dr. Harmoz Shariat. He's the president of Iran Alive Ministries. And uh, Dr. Shariat, in this last segment, I wanted to ask if you'd share with our listeners a little bit more about how would you invite them to pray in view of the unique challenges of being a believer in Iran and the work that Iran Alive Ministries is doing. How would you invite and ask believers to pray for you, Iran Alive Ministries, and the believers in Iran? I, yes, there is persecution in Iran. Unlike other Islamic nations, the persecution doesn't come from people. In uh, every Islamic nation, when somebody comes to Christ, it's usually friends and family members who uh, come against them, even kill, you know, <laughs> honor killing. But not in Iran. Uh, Iran is so different. When somebody comes to Christ, usually friends and family members come to Christ also. But they get in big trouble with the government. The government is killing and stopping Christians. Why? Because they're afraid. It's out of their weakness. They say no Christianity is growing and they cannot do anything about it. About it. So number one prayer, uh, just like Book of Acts when the, uh, Peter was uh, uh, arrested and uh, uh, people prayed for them and he came. And the, the prayer was, wasn't God remove the persecution. Their prayer, God, give us a courage. So pray for the persecuted Christians in Iran that they will not step back, but continue to be a light in the darkness, the more, the worse it gets. And the, it's getting worse. The last few months, you know, uh, the government is killing people on the streets. Even children are being killed on the streets. Uh, over 20,000 people have been arrested. Some of them have been hung. So pray for Christians in Iran to be bold, to be a light as the darkness grows in Iran, to be, uh, to be bold and not to 
not to be afraid. The spirit of Islam is a spirit of fear. So we always pray against that um, spirit. As Second uh, Timothy, we, we read, he has not given us the spirit of fear, but love, power, and, and self-control or, or sound mind. So that, that's number one. Number two, we are facing a dark spirit in uh, uh, Daniel. Uh, we see that uh, the prince of Persia is over in Iran. Um, and it's a very strong, dark, uh, dark uh, spirit. We know that uh, Archangel Michael had to struggle for 21 days uh, with that dark spirit. So would you uh, pray with us to bind the spirit, the, um, the prince of Persia? Um, we are under attack. Anybody who works among Muslims is a little bit higher level of spiritual warfare, and we need prayers for them. And, but we are at the forefront. We are confronting the Prince of Persia. So please pray for us, for our families. We get attacked physically. Um, our ministry sometimes, the last uh, 10 years, two, three times we went to the uh, point of even closing up, you know, to financially. Uh, so uh, attack on, our, on the finances. So pray that uh, people who are serving with us will be protected from the attacks of the enemy on their families, uh, their bodies, um, uh, pray for the finances. Also, that's one way enemy wants to destroy a ministry, to um, stop the, the supports. Uh, one one thing is uh, pray for uh, us to God give us the creative way. This is the time. I'm my prayer. God give me a heavenly strategy to take the full advantage of media the full advantage of what's happening in Iran. I myself pray every day, God, give me your ideas. Give me, I, I'm going to obey. Just give me creative ideas. And when you ask, God gives. And um, uh, the honor goes to him. But Iran Alive is at the forefront of creative approach to bring Christ to Iran. Many other ministries follow us, copy us. It's an honor to be copied, but uh, mm -hmm. pray for an anointing uh, for, for new ways uh, of uh, serving the people. And I want to share this, you know, uh, we, uh, we, through our satellite television, we're not just evangelizing. We're not a typical uh, Christian channel. I know it has a negative uh, intonation in, in, uh, in the U.S. You know, you hear the weird, sometimes the strange teachings and the practices. No, our channel is very unique, very creative. Uh, we use the channel uh, not not just not to entertain. You know, the good thing about satellite television is that you don't have to tell, you can show. So on our channel, uh, we do everything a church does. We do discipleship. We have live prayer meetings on our channel. And then we teach people how to start churches. We don't tell them, we show them, we model mm -hmm. it. And many churches, underground churches we have started, many building churches we have started. I want to share with this, with, with a fresh, fresh um, testimony. Just uh, three, four days ago happened. You know, we have planted churches in, of course, majority of it is underground, majority of it is online, but we have some building churches in Turkey and Europe. Uh, what, one of our building churches in Turkey, as a, there, there is an earthquake, and many people uh, have died and many have lost their homes, and they have to go to other cities. They can't stay in that city. And... Um, the refugees in Turkey, you know, the government of Turkey, of course, helped the Turkish people first. So the refugees, those who have come from other countries, Turkey, they are really in trouble. And we are trying to help them. We are helping them. So here in another city, we have a church. 
and two Afghan families come, and they find them on the streets wandering, or the Christian leaders. They invite them to come and give them a place to stay, and the place is church. They said, we don't know what, how, what to, how they're going to react, but they give them a place uh, in a room, a couple rooms in church to stay there, mm-hmm. and uh, then they come to church. Uh, uh, we t- tell them about Jesus. They come to, to our meeting, and uh, they're they really open to that, and they say, you know, one of them had lost a son in, in the earthquake. The other one said, I, my son, I don't have any news. Uh, he is under the rubbles. He may be alive. It has several days. A week has passed. He probably is dead. And uh, if Jesus saves my son from under the rubble, he will come to Christ. And within a few hours, they get a phone call. After they pray, they pray for their son. They pray for the miracle. After a few hours, there's a phone call. We found your son alive. <laughs> Praise God. So they said the whole two families have come to Christ. He said this last Sunday, you know, two days ago, we had a church service, mm-hmm. and we went to open the door. They were behind the closed door, waiting for the door of the church to open. Mm-hmm. The first they were. They were first in line, and mm-hmm. the first sign they saw said, "We have a big sign that God is love." And they mm-hmm. said, "Now we know that God." So, uh, helping if you know working together, not only evangelize, mm-hmm. uh, reaching out to people hurting, to immigrants, Afghans, Iranians, but we also do a discipleship, leadership training. And church planting. Jesus says, go and make disciples, as you mentioned at the beginning of the program. Our goal is not just to bring converts, mm-hmm. but discipleship. And we are focusing a lot on obedience-based discipleship. What it means is this. To disciple people, see, we don't have enough pastors to really pastor everybody. So God gave us a better approach. We teach new believers, everyone, read the Bible, and do what it says. Obey what it says, what God tells you. Mm-hmm. And that simple approach has transformed lives mm-hmm. in a major in a major way. Can I, do we have time to share a story? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, after a program, there was this woman called me, and I had time to talk to her. And I was so impressed by her knowledge of the Bible. I would enjoy talking to her because every subject we talked about, she had a total complete biblical worldview, plus she recited many verses from her memory. Mm-hmm. Everything. We talked about Christian marriage. We talked about persecution. She gave me the best review of why persecution is good for a Christian with many verses to back it up. So mm-hmm. 20 minutes later, I say, I, I'm sorry, lady, I have to go. And uh, I, I'm really impressed. In my heart, I was jealous. I said, I don't know as many verses as she does. And uh, by the way, uh, many of my elders, uh, they don't have as complete worldly as she does. So I was very impressed. I asked her, hey, lady, uh, tell me, now I have to go. Tell me why you called. She said, well, I called because I need a Bible. Would you send me a Bible? I said, what? You don't have a Bible? You're, you're just a walking Bible yourself. All these verses you recited, how did that happen? When did you come to Christ? She said, over a year ago. In over a year, you have such a complete biblical worldview and such a knowledge of the Bible, and mm. your life has been transformed. How did you do that? He said, this is what I do, she said. She said, I watch your programs, and when you teach, when you use a verse, I write it down, I memorize it, and then I go and do it. I obey mm. Isn't that's that the key to discipleship? That's very Read your powerful. Bible, 
do what God says, your life will be transformed. Mm. You know, that's that's so powerful, uh, Dr. Shariat. And that's, again, very simply what God calls every disciple everywhere to do. Read and obey. Learn and live what you learn. Praise God. Praise God. That's so great. So, well, Dr. Sharia, our time is almost gone. Share one more time your website if someone wants to get in touch with you and learn more about your work. Yes, come to Iran Alive, I-R-A-N, Alive, one word, dot O-R-G. Make sure you sign up for either a newsletter, so we will deliver it to your home, or email, which you receive a couple per, month, per week. Each one has amazing testimony. We make sure that we bless our viewers, our readers, with a, with a testimony to encourage them. So sign up, iranalive.org. Or you can uh, text uh, uh, the word IRAN, I-R-A-N, to this number, 85789. When you do that, you will get a list of links, link to some testimonies, a link to our website to sign up for newsletter, and uh, uh, it will bless you, and you go from there. Well, thank you again so much for being with us. Father, thank you again for the work and the great calling upon Iran Alive Ministries. Father, anoint the ministry with a fresh anointing. And Lord, we bind the spirit of the Prince of Persia in the name of Jesus, Lord. And Father, Lord, we bind and we rebuke the enemy working there. Father, send forth many more laborers into Iran and bless and prosper the work of the hands of the ministry of Iran Alive Ministries according to your perfect will divinely, supernaturally protect uh, the the mem- members of this ministry and the church in Iran as well. In Jesus' name, and bless and prosper them financially and spiritually and otherwise. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. And as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to get saved. Would you simply pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, Thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and I've done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. The Bible you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, please email us. Joseph at AFR.net is my email. Again, that's Joseph at AFR.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and information that's going to help you grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. Again, Joseph at AFR.net. Dr. Shariat, thank you again so much for coming on and sharing about the great work and mission of Iran Alive. We appreciate you. God bless you, Pastor Joseph. All right, and we invite every listener, please pray much for Dr. Shariat and the great work and ministry of Iran Alive Ministries. Your prayers are very much desired and needed. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.